And welcome, welcome, welcome to Taboo Topic. I am your host, Kedru, per usual. I have a great episode for you today. I know I haven't really been talking a lot about politics lately. It's been mainly focused on social issues, and it's on purpose, though. I promise you it's on purpose. Everyone needs a little break from politics every now and then, but this next, for this upcoming Friday, I should say, I do have a weekend review edition or more like a monthly review edition since I haven't done one since the beginning of January, but today's topic is going to be about suffering, and as usual, before going any further, I do have some thoughts I need to share out loud, so with that said, we'll be back after this short break so I can share you my thoughts and think out loud. We'll be back. And now a word from my own sponsor, me. I know, I just said my own. I just kind of gave it away right there. Isn't that coincidence? Now, this sponsor is just me. There's no money to be made off this. It's just me getting the word out. Uh, First and foremost... If you've ever wondered where the hell I get these monologues and everything like that, well, I'm glad you asked, because in reality, they're just my articles from my Substack newsletter, all right, in which you can just look, find that just by typing in the URL at kenjin296.substack.com, or be kenjin296.substack.com, spell the word engine, put the letter K in front of the word engine, then you get kenjin, one word, 296.substack.com. And also, if you want to keep up to date, when I post these articles and episodes for Taboo Topic, you can follow me on Instagram first and foremost. Just type in Kenjin underscore express. Kenjin underscore express. And then last but not least, you can also follow me on Facebook. Go to the search bar, type in Taboo Topic. Look for the logo that says Honesty Eagles Understanding. Here on this show, we dare to question the narrative and think out loud, where free speech triumphs your safe space. Every Wednesday, we have a hot seat edition where I take one subject or idea and put it on the hot seat. It's in the name and self-explanatory. I question and I am skeptical, or I just dig deeper and I do some research as far as why this topic and idea is so popular or why it's becoming popular or becoming a trend. So that gets on the hot seat. That's Wednesday. And on Fridays, I do a weekend review where I pick three to four stories, or maybe six, depending on my mood and how much uh, time I have available on me. But... I picked those stories because I think you'll find them interesting too. Stories that may be taboo and, or maybe the stories themselves are not taboo, but some of the opinions that people may have are taboo. And I give my own little synopsis and also initial reactions. That's guaranteed two episodes a week, every single week coming your way, which you can listen to this episode. You can listen to any episode on any platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts even any episode in order for us to have true understanding we have to be able to be honest with each other am i right in order for people to have true peace in our society and our people to have true peace we have to be able to be honest with each other we may not necessarily like each other or agree but at least we understand where we're coming from if we understand where we're coming from then we have true peace in our own society in our own population amen all right Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Taboo Topic. I am your host, Kendrew, per usual. And I have some thoughts I need to share out loud with you. As far as why suffering exists. 
It's a question everyone asks at some point. Now, the suffering of humanity is often a reason why people choose not to believe in God. There are those who believe in a form of a higher power, but not the God of the universe, the one who created the stars and gave us life on earth, from Adam and Eve to the smallest species in the depths of the ocean. I recently had a conversation with someone whom I cared about who falls into the category of believing there is a higher power, but that the deity itself was flawed. Because of the sufferings, anyway, good people endure on earth. I can't say I'm blameless, of course, because I'm human, even as a Christian. I have had my moments where I cast a doubt into the, into the very God I defend sometimes. I questioned his existence, the purpose of the pain, and the necessity. Bitterness. Bitterness is what it left me feeling during those seasons. And there are many Christians who have decided to leave the faith altogether because of the idea of hell. Why would God, a good God in particular, allow people to go to hell when they didn't do anything wrong? Besides just not believing in Jesus. Thus, they leave the faith. We could question their salvation and say a true believer doesn't just walk out to become an ex-Christian, per se. But without getting into the doctrine, for the sake of distinguishing people, they're ex-Christian. The truth is, I don't have the greatest answer all the time to explain why certain things happen. I could say sin is the reason which is true, but why does God allow certain things to happen and not others? I don't know, and that's okay to say. I know God isn't responsible for the suffering. He's not responsible for the atrocities we commit towards each other. That would be the equivalent of getting upset with parents who gave their child everything he needed, from morality to education to social skills, for his attempted robbery at your local bank. That person may have been related to the parents, but ultimately it was the individual who decided to turn his back on the parents' teachings. We do the same with God. God doesn't leave us. We leave him. This is a common theme in the Bible. God presents the way to a better way of living only for humanity to turn his, their back on him. It happened to Moses. The Hebrews led by Moses, who was led by God out of Egypt, the people were getting frustrated at God's timing in bringing them to the promised land. And when Moses went up to the mountain to speak to God, the people started building monuments like the Egyptian gods, despite being led out of slavery because of God. They questioned his existence even then. The Pharisees questioned Jesus when he was teaching the Torah with authority to the point of putting him on the cross. The people around him questioned Jesus himself. Even one of his disciples, Judas, betrayed him for cash. The pattern is whenever humanity gets frustrated or impatient with God's timing, that's when we become more vulnerable to doubt. And I can speak as one. I speak I am not free of sin. When I become impatient, that's when I become more doubtful of God's timing and I start questioning him overall. 
Why? Because it's human to seek refuge. It's not natural for us to let our guards down and wait for things to happen. We humans like predictability, but God's timing is unpredictable. Jesus himself couldn't predict when the end times were going to happen. However, being the sinless man that he was, he was patient with God's timing. And Jesus says he's the way, the truth, and the life. No man come unto the Father but through me, John 14, 6. Therefore, as Christians, shouldn't we become more patient with his timing before doing something irrational like saying he doesn't exist? God gives our pain purpose. We endure pain to understand true happiness. Sometimes having closure to a terrible situation is no answer. And that's not something people want to hear, but that's the truth. But I promise you this, I'll give you another truth. You will have answers when you enter paradise with our king. But how can you have paradise with our king? How can you meet our king, Jesus? Let's get this straight. The biblical definition of a good person is Jesus. He was the only perfect human being to walk on this earth. Compare yourself to him, to others, and whatever you idolize. There is a blemish on Jesus' record to suggest that you are better than him. In fact, he makes everyone look guilty in the court of God's law. I got a plot twist for you. Ready? We are. We have all fallen short of the glory of God, per Romans 3. There is no one righteous, no, not one, from verse 10. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Righteousness means perfect goodness. Again, compare yourself to Jesus. We fall short, but here's the beauty. That's why Jesus came down. He knew we all fell short. So he gave humanity a new covenant or a new deal. In order to be considered righteous, it was going to be through faith in Jesus. You can have faith if there's a sense of repentance or change of mind about your situation spiritually. And yes, that's what repentance means. It only means, it just means a change of mind. Big church word. Not so scary anymore. But if you recognize you are far from righteousness and need Jesus to wash your record away, you just repented. It's that easy. You are now the prisoner next to Jesus who said, Remember me when you get there. And Jesus responded to him, Thou shalt be with me in paradise. That includes you. You just came to the realization Jesus joined us in our sufferings for all of humanity. It's never been God's doing suffering exists. It never was, and it never will be. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this short break. Welcome back to Taboo Topic. I'm your host, Kenju, per usual. And so today's hot seat edition is suffering. Now, I don't have any guests that come on the show and talk to me about suffering, but let's get real for a moment, all right? You and I, let's have a conversation about suffering. What events in your life have you gone through? Events that made you question the existence of a higher power at the very least. Maybe you're a Christian. 
Maybe you're a Jew. Maybe you're even Muslim. One thing we all have in common is we at least believe in one ultimate power. Higher power, I should say. Are there times in your life where you question God's existence? How many of you went through events where the result afterwards was you not believing in a higher power? How many of you? Let me know through the social media platforms I mentioned. By the way, you can now listen to the podcast on Facebook as I now have linked my podcast with Facebook. So that's just an extra platform you can listen to this podcast from. But how many of us? I've definitely had my fair share of sufferings and dealings in life. I mean, I was 13 when my mother passed away. And even before her death, it was very painful to watch the process. Now, at this time, I didn't have God. I didn't have faith in Jesus, but I still had a belief in a higher power that I prayed to occasionally. But after my mother's death, that's when I became very questionable in the idea of God at the time. And I also wonder, even after her death, after I became Christian years later, why couldn't God stop her? Or why couldn't God given her a new heart and repent, change her mind about her state that she was in. It took me many years to understand what she was going through. It took me many years to understand that God was not responsible for her death. Let me backtrack a little bit, I guess. Because before her death, I remember I was saying how the process was painful for me to watch. I would get so frustrated with her that at one point I literally told her, I hate you. That's what I was... Because at the time, I saw my mother become less of my mother and become someone else as she continued to have this particular struggle. Now, for those who are not aware and don't know me that well, she struggled with mental health and alcohol was her vice. At the time, I just had a more black and white version and just said she dealt with alcoholism. But looking back on it now, I definitely know, or at least my hypothesis anyway, is that she was dealing with depression and that she didn't have any friends in the area, minus one or two, and they barely hung out with her or she barely hung out with them. Depends on how you look at it, I guess. 
I was her world, her main purpose, and her son was getting older and wanting less to do with her mom, wanted to spend more time with her dad, his dad, I should say. And at the time, this was in the 2000s as well. And she's Hispanic. Why do I say that? Because seeing a therapist was still considered taboo. If you went to see a therapist, it was not something you had talked about out loud. It was not something you were willing to admit. Seeking a therapist were for people who were crazy, basically. So combine all of that together, and there is another factor in there, but I'm not going to put all my family's dirty laundry on here, but combine all of that together, she needed an escape, and unfortunately, alcohol became an outlet, an unhealthy outlet. It was during this time that I would see her throw up, there was even a moment when I was eight or nine years old, I had to go to the hospital. I was woken up at 2 a.m., 1 a.m. Because she was throwing up blood. I remember that. That's what I had to deal with. And frankly, sometimes it still haunts me. Those memories still stick with me. It took me and has taken me, or I should say still takes me, therapy sessions to process through what I went through. Sometimes I have PTSD moments. Sometimes I have nightmares about it. And... Frankly, sometimes I just get angry at the situation. Now I have peace. Now I have forgiven my mom. I have forgiven her and understand. As someone who also deals with mental health, I understand her a lot better now. And I wish she was alive so we could have a conversation. Now I'm not so sure how willing she'd be to have the help, such as talking to a therapist. But I would love to, for her to be alive right now and to know that the resources are there now and it's not as, the stigma is not as prevalent anymore as it once was when she was alive. She passed away in 2009, by the way. So she had not made it past the 2000s decade. Now, how many of you have gone through your events and can relate to what I just said? Maybe not alcohol specifically, but many, how many of you have gone through traumatic events, whether it's medical trauma, maybe you're a veteran, you've gone to war. No matter what generation you are, There are people out there that have PTSD from their moments of combat. Korean War, Vietnam War, the Gulf War, the War on Terrorists right after 
Hell, how many of you were there on 9-11? How many of you remember 9-11 and were old enough to understand the significance of it, at least? I didn't remember the significance. I just remember seeing the Twin Towers fall. But for those who are old, old enough to understand the significance, that could be a traumatic event to remember as well. How many do you come from an abusive environment? All of these things is not uncommon. If anything, the majority of us have some sort of trauma that we deal with. Some sort of suffering that we deal with. What does that tell you? What does that tell me? Suffering is normal. Jordan Peterson tries to talk about this and tries to make people understand that suffering is normal. This is nothing new in humanity. Even from the days of the Bible with Job, suffering has always gone around and about. Now, where does this suffering come from is the next question. And it goes back to the question about God. Does God let these things happen to us? Is God responsible for these sufferings? Now, if you're a Jew or even a Christian or Muslim even, because they also have the Jewish Torah in their uh, Quran, if you read the book of Job, what do you get from the book of Job? Who is the one that initiated the conversation and said, let me do this to him? It was Lucifer. Lucifer is the one who had the conversation with God and said, let me do this to Job. And it was just to test Job to see or it was just to test and push Job to his limits to curse against God. So God, having faith in Job, said, go ahead. But there was a but in there. God gave him limits as well. So what was the point of me bringing that up? I think for me, when I hear that story and I think about suffering... And people question God and they blame God for the sufferings of the world. I don't think it's God. I never think it's God. I think people conflate Lucifer and God all the time. And I think it's on purpose. I think Lucifer knows what he's doing. I think he knows that if these things happen, people are going to be more vulnerable to question God and conflate the two. Especially if you don't have a solid foundation in your faith. Now, what inspired me to have this conversation to make this episode? I can attest that I was inspired to have this episode and newsletter. After I had a conversation with now my now ex-girlfriend, 
where we talked about our beliefs about God. Now, I'm not going to get into the detail of why she had these beliefs about God, but it was very well known, well established that she had some resentment towards him for a certain medical trauma in her life. And during those conversations, I did my best to try to persuade her or open her eyes, if you will, to let her know it was not God that was doing all of that. And that Lucifer is the king of suffering, pain, sin, destruction. God's not responsible for any of that. And if people lose lives at the end... I remember telling her the way I looked at those situations, especially with my mom, going back to my mom for a moment. Lucifer was the one that was making her go through all that pain inside and make, and misleading her to think that she needed to go to alcohol as an outlet. And I like to think that God spared her from Lucifer's destruction of her life. I like to think that God told Lucifer, you've had enough with her. I'm taking her home. Away from you. That's how I look, like to think of it sometimes. When I think about death. And I think about scenarios like that. Now, I'm not getting into the doctrine aspect of... Who gets to get who gets into heaven or not? Because ultimately that's between that individual and God. I can't remember off the top of my head if my mom had a relation relationship with God or Jesus. But I like to think that she's with him right now. I would say that if anything, people need to understand that God, like the parents in my monologue, God lays his foundation for us. He lays his teachings for us. He lays the path for us to follow, such as the path to be with him eternally forever. The path to where we don't have to deal with as much of Lucifer's destruction as well. God gives us the path to that. But humanity, like the Egyptians, or not the Egyptians, well, like the Egyptians, because <laughs> they did it too, and even the Hebrews that were led out of Egypt afterward, they became impatient with God and decided to turn their backs. We do to God, we do that to God all the time. We turn our backs on Him. The question should be why did God allow this to happen? It should be why did we allow ourselves to do this to each other? 
God has this foundation for us to follow. Imagine if everyone abided in that absolute standard of morality. Imagine if we all did that. What would happen at that point? I'll tell you this, Lucifer would have less to play with. But because humanity has turned their backs on him, especially in America, we have forgotten where we come from. Lucifer is going to have a field day. The more people he can turn away from Jesus, for example, whether it's towards salvation or just living a faith in, of obedience, that's his playground. That's his mission. That's his goal. We turn our backs on God. God never turned his back on us. He only left the world because us humans left him. Again, think about the parents again for that moment from the monologue. By the way, let me know what you thought where your thoughts are in the monologue, but the parents, they taught the children everything they needed to know to be a productive member of society. And that child, individual, who became an adult later on, decided to turn their back on the parents' teachings. Do we go to the parents and say, how could you let this happen? Or do we go to the individual who committed the act of robbery and say, why did you turn your back on your parents' teachings? That's the conversation we need to start having again. Because that's the reality. We should be asking ourselves, why are we abandoning the teachings that he laid before us, the higher power, the one? Why are we abandoning him and his teachings that are leading nothing more in mere destruction and suffering and pain? It's going to continue to happen. It's going to continue to happen until either the day you die, the day I die, or the day Jesus comes back. And yes, I unapologetically believe Jesus will come back a second time. He's going to take me home. I have no doubt in that belief. And I hope you take what I said with a grain of salt and you actually consider what I said. I really hope that you listen to what I had to say about the gospel, especially, and how you can have a relationship with Jesus. It's not really hard. Pretty self-explanatory if you ask me, but... I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Share me your stories through the social media platforms. We'll be back after this short break to close things out. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to Taboo Topic. I'm your host, Ken Drew. And thank you for tuning in to today's show. This Friday, I really do have a weekend review, but it's more like a month in review because, again, I've been missing out uh, for the last month since the beginning of January. A lot of stuff has been going on in my life, and now I have some more free time again so I can focus on doing this kind of stuff. So by all means, tune in. I have a guest from the show Between the Liars, Ryan Gook. He's going to be back on the show, and he's a third-time returning guest, I should say. So he's going to give us some stories for us to react to and some thoughts as well to consider and ponder on. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, please tune in for Friday's Weekend Review Edition. And until then, have a blessed Wednesday.